My guest today, Sandra Abdalian of Your Career Engineer, is going to give you three pillars that you can utilize to create the engineering career and life you love. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Anthony Fasano, and this is the podcast for engineers who want to create extraordinary careers and lives. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Today, my guest will be Sandra Abdalian of YourCareerEngineer.com. And she's really going to dig deep into this whole idea of creating this career and life that you really enjoy. She's going to look at these three different pillars and dig into them and give us ways that she works with her clients to help them achieve these. And I'm really, really, really excited about it. And we're going to jump into that interview in just a minute. First, I just want to talk to you a little bit about the event that I'm doing in Washington, D.C. this spring for engineers. And actually, I don't want to talk to you about it. I really want to ask you for help. I like to think that this show is helping engineers, and I hope it is, at least from the feedback I've gotten. I think it is, but I really need your help right now because what I'm looking to do this spring, and right now I'm using a Kickstarter campaign to do it, is to create this annual event for engineers that becomes the event to help you to develop yourself both professionally as an engineer, but also personally so that you can have that enjoyable life and career together. I want to make this a signature event that moves around the country and who knows, maybe eventually outside the US. And so I'm running this campaign on Kickstarter, which you can see at engineeringevent.com. And you can certainly get your tickets through the event page. You can fund it and get an ebook and get a t-shirt and get other things to help us funding the event. But really what I'm looking for beyond that which would be awesome, would just be feedback because the funding campaign is going a little bit slower than I thought it would. And I'm trying to stay focused on it, stay positive on it and keep pushing through. I'm sure we'll be able to get some sponsors and some more engineers to commit. But if you can take a look at the page for me and just email me at afasano at engineeringcareercoach.com and give me some feedback and tell me maybe there's something I should add to the page or add to the event to make it even more interesting for engineers, I would love to do that. I would love to get any feedback. I'm a big believer that you should constantly be seeking feedback to improve yourself, improve your efforts, improve whatever you're working on. So I would love for you to join me at that event and I would love to meet you and help you in any way that I can. And you can secure your ticket right now through that page at engineeringevent.com. But even if you've already done that, I'm still looking for feedback and, and please, I'd love to hear from you. So with that, I want to get right into the show today and I want to start us by giving you a quote and then jumping right into the interview with Sandra. The quote goes like this, you are essentially who you create yourself to be and all that occurs in your life is the result of your own making. That's from Stephen Richards from Think Your Way to Success, Let Your Dreams Run Free. And I wanted to use that quote because what we're going to talk about today is looking at yourself, looking at your career, stepping back and looking at the whole picture and using some of the tools that Sandra is going to describe. And what I want you to understand is that you can do that at any time. You can step back, look at yourself and then make changes. But guess what? It's up to you to do that. So I hope that the information in today's show and all the other resources on engineeringcareercoach.com 
can help you do that. But at the end of the day, it has to be you. So let's get into it. All right, now it's time for the main segment of our show. And I'm very excited for today's show to have Sandra Abdalian with me today from yourcareerengineer.com. And we're going to dig into something that's I think is important for all engineers. And Sandra's going to talk to us about three pillars that you can use to create an extraordinary career in life that you love as an engineer. And that's something that I focus on doing in everything that I do. I try to think not just about the engineering career side of it, but also about the personal side of it because they're intertwined no matter how you slice it. Sandra, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. We've gotten to know each other a little bit through the Institute, and I know you're doing really great things through your website and your blog for engineers. And why don't you just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got from engineering into what you're doing today? Sure. I graduated from University of Florida with a degree in industrial engineering in 2004, and I went to work for a reputable engineering company that built avionics electronics for the government. And I had a great engineering job there as a quality engineer. And my career did really well. I got a lot of leadership positions throughout the years and ended up at the end of my career doing program management, which was really successful for me. But there was something that was a little unfulfilling. I never really felt as though through moving through my career, I was living my passion. And people would ask me, well, what do you want to do, you know, over the next couple years with my engineering career? And I never really had an answer. And in 2011, after a series of personal tragic events that happened to me, I really had that wake-up call that I wasn't living this career and life that I loved and that I really should be, that we all should be living this career and life that we love and that life is short and we should be making a huge difference and we should be living out our passion. So I took some time to reflect on what in my career did I really like? What was I passionate about? And when I looked at everything in my career over those 10 years, I really realized the best part of my career was helping others grow, was when I was in those positions where I was mentoring and leading other engineers. And so that brought about the thought that I should be a career engineer, somebody who helps other engineers with their careers. So I founded my business, Your Career Engineer, where I offer the tools, resources, and inspiration for engineers. And I specifically focus on women engineers because that's who I know for my coaching to give them that so that they can create a career in life that they love. Excellent. And it is a great website. And for those of you out there that are looking to read some blog blogs that will be helpful for engineers, Sandra's blog is definitely helpful. She's actually doing a, a series of articles right now on assertiveness. And even though she does cater towards women, I read a couple of the articles and I thought that from a confidence standpoint, the articles really would be helpful to engineers of all ages, experience levels, men, women. So definitely check that out. All right, Sandra. So today we're going to talk about creating that career and life that you love as an engineer. And we're going to get into these three different pillars. So why don't we jump in here? Why don't you give us the first pillar and let's talk about it? Yeah. So the first pillar is balance. And I know that's a big topic for your audience. And I know you recently had Julie from the seven keys of work-life balance on, and that was a great podcast. But I look at balance a little bit differently and a little more holistically. The way we look at balance as a part of engineering a career in life you love is looking at the wheel of life. And I use a wheel of life that Zig Ziglar, the motivational author and speaker, had coined. 
And what it looks like is it's a circle and it has different spokes. It almost looks like a pie. And there are different categories in all of these spokes. There's career, financial, social, family, physical, personal development, and spiritual. And all of those spokes are the exact same size and encompass a wheel. So what you do as an exercise that I have my clients do is I have them look at this wheel and look at all those spokes, and I have them rate each spoke of their life from a rating of 1 to 10. 1 being your wheel in that area is completely flat, and 10 being it's perfectly round. And if all those wheels, all those segments of the wheels are perfectly round, that's when you're fulfilling your purpose and your mission in life and you're creating that legacy that you want to leave. But we all know that wheels are never perfectly round in our lives, but it's something that we would want to strive for. So I have my clients do this exercise where they rate themselves in those specific areas, 1 through 10. And once they do that, they can absolutely see what parts they're flat in and then what parts they're round in, and they can hone in on those specific areas. For instance, if your career is a 10, but your social life is a two, you're going to have a really stress-filled, boring life because you're going to be focusing all your efforts on your career and you're not going to have a social support system. So the whole goal is to just take that time to look at your life and analyze it to see what areas are you out of balance in. Hmm, that's awesome. And, and for those of you out there listening, the show notes for this show will be available at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Sandra, S-A-N-D-R-A. And I'm going to put a, a photo of Zig Ziglar's Wheel of Life in the show notes if you want to look at it. I think it's a great way to go about doing an analysis of your personal and professional balance. And for me, what I like to do is when I set my goals, I like to do it where I take time setting goals both personally and professionally, but I put them all on the same sheet. I kind of use a circle myself so that I kind of show that there has to be balance between the two. And that was very helpful for me, especially the last few years as I was kind of building up Powerful Purpose and the Engineering Career Coach and the Institute and all the things I work on. There wasn't a lot of time for personal development. There wasn't a lot of time for relationships. I have three kids, my wife, so I needed to really look at it. And when I looked at it, I, I saw that there was definitely no balance there, kind of using a similar type of system. And then that's when my wife and I decided to kind of do something for ourselves. And we got into the ballroom dancing. We started taking lessons and now we go to a lot of dances and stuff. And I think the thing that's important about that is that if I didn't recognize that by kind of laying things out, I probably wouldn't have done that. And for us, that's been really great for us, not just for the dancing, but just to get out and do something together. We're forcing ourselves to do it now and you know, find babysitters and just get out of the house. And I think that being able to look at everything you know, holistically, like Sandra has said, is important because if you don't, you're just going to get locked in most likely to your career because that's really what drives everything. When I did have Julie on to talk about it, Julie Cohen, what she said, which I thought was interesting, was if you just think about it as work-life balance, which is the way we think of it, there's a reason that the word work is first because most people put that first and think of that as the most important thing. So, Sandra, I like the idea of the wheel because, again, it does give you a graphical representation, which I think is always a real positive thing for engineers because we like to see things, how we can feel them and see them and how we can make adjustments to them. And I found that to be very helpful. So have you had some success with some clients or yourself in using this wheel? 
Yeah, I've recently worked with a client and it was really eye-opening for them to look at it and see what areas that they needed to work on because it's not something that you just intuitively get. You sometimes have to sit down and actually think. And when you look at the wheel, like you were saying, we put work before work-life balance, each pie, each spoke of the wheel, each segment, career, financial, social, etc., they're all the same size. They're all equal in size. The career isn't two times wider, three times wider than everything else. Right. So that's another visual representation where you need to realize that career is just one element within many elements where they all should equally share that whole balance that you're trying to create. Excellent. Excellent. Again, just another reason that the graphical representation of it is just so important because when you're caught up in things, you can't think, but when you take time to lay them out and look at everything and say, okay, wow, this is, look at what's going on with me here. That's when you start to, you start to really be able to make some changes because you can see how it's affecting you. So that's the benefit of coaching is a lot of times individually, we won't sit down and take the time to do something like this. But when you're working with a coach, they take the time to hold you accountable to say, hey, before our next talk, I want you to actually look at this and make those number, you know, choose those numbers for those different segments. So and we have busy lives. It takes uh, definitely an, an effort to stop and to look at our life and see where we're at. Got it. All right, let's move on to number two. Number two I see is vision. Talk to us about vision. Yeah, so I'm going to give a little bit of a story to illustrate the next two topics that I, the next two pillars that I often give to my clients. So I tell my clients to imagine that they're going on a cruise with their very best friends and they have everything they need and their best friend is planning everything so they're just going along for the ride. And as they get on the cruise ship, they realize that there's a little bit of turmoil in the air, things just don't seem right and then someone taps you on your shoulder and they say, hey, the captain has just left. We need you to take his place and man the ship. Well, you're a little bit surprised because one, you don't know much about where you're going because you just went along with your friend. You don't even know what cruise line you're headed toward, you know, what place you're headed towards. And two, you don't even know how to drive a cruise ship. So what do you do? Well, if you just let the cruise ship float around, you're going to probably end up capsized or somewhere out in the ocean. But if you're really lucky, you'll end up at the Bahamas, which probably isn't the case. But the whole point of this story that I tell people is that this illustrates your life because you're the captain of your life. And if you don't have a plan for your life, you're not going to go anywhere. And you might end up capsized, just like that cruise ship that doesn't have a captain. Hmm. If the captain of that ship wants to be successful, if you want to be successful getting a ship anywhere, you need two things. You need your destination and you need your map to get there. And those are the next two pillars. Your destination is your vision of your life and your map are your goals of how to achieve that vision. So this section, the second pillar is on vision. And so our vision is where we want to be. And I have an exercise that I work through with my clients on this. I say that we need to create a vision that's about three to five years out. So it's just far enough for us to, to really visualize but not too far out to where it just seems like it's forever away. And what I have my clients do is I have them take 20 minutes 
and 20 minutes of undistracted time, which is really difficult, in an area where it's complete silence and you set a timer and you just sit and you think about what you want your life to look like. And you need to think about all those elements in the wheel of life and actually envision what does it look like going to your job every day in three to five years? What does your house look like? Where do you live? What do your relationships look like? What's your personal development look like? And just sit there and brainstorm and think about all these things. And then once that timer goes off in 20 minutes, then I have my clients sit down for 10 minutes and write down what they just thought about and describe in very visual words what that life looks like. And so what that does is that helps you focus your life. That really helps you focus on where you want to go. That is that place that you're going to be heading towards. So Sandra, when you do this, are you asking them like to think about kind of like their ideal picture of what they would want to do in their life? Is that the idea? Exactly. Yep. What's your ideal? Like if, you know, if you live up in Michigan and you really want to be living in Florida and the tropical, beautiful weather we have here, imagine that. If you want to imagine what your day looks like, you wake up in the morning and you go to an office where everybody is really motivating and you're designing really cool things and you're working with people who are innovative and better than you. And so you're growing and learning from them. All those kinds of things. Look at your life from a holistic standpoint, as detailed as you can be. Okay. So they do that for about 20 minutes, you said? Yep. 20 minutes to just sit and think and imagine. Because we don't give ourselves time to just sit and imagine. We're always filling ourselves with things. We're listening to podcasts. We're reading books. We're talking to people. We don't just sit and think about things. So this is an opportunity to really just sit and think about what you want your life to look like. And there may be elements of your life that you have right now that you really love and you want it to stay like that. And that's okay. But there may be some things that you want to change. And it's a fluid process because once you write that down and you start moving towards that, maybe in a year, some things change and you realize oh, I, I don't really want that anymore. So you change it. It's a fluid process. And obviously, when you get to that three to five year mark, hopefully you're living that way. But you may want something different at that point. But the whole point is you spend some time to think about what you want out of your career and your life. You write it down and then you're heading towards something. You're not just floating around in life with no direction. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, I agree with you. I think that people don't do that enough. In fact, that's why I've been doing some smaller goal setting workshops for engineers around the country just because you need to sit down and you need to brainstorm and you need to think about where you want to go in your career. Because if you don't, there are too many engineers that I know out there that put their head down into a set of plans and they look up 10 years later and they're like, wow, I finished a lot of projects, but I don't really know what's next for me. I don't know where I want to go. I don't know how that's really helped me out in my own career, my own life. So I think that this is like immensely important. Yeah, it's all about being intentional with your life and your career. The whole cruise ship analogy and what you just said, people and the world will dictate where it wants you to go. The crew, the waves will put the cruise ship where you, where it wants it to go. Unless you say, this is where I want to go. This is where I'm headed. And then you'll get there. Otherwise, you're at the mercy of everybody else and what they want for your life. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I try to do with engineers is to help them to not just go down the road that nine out of 10 engineers goes on, which is you get into a company, you start working on projects and you get buried in projects and you just want to keep getting them done faster and quicker and one after another and on time, under budget. And all that stuff's great. And I understand it's a critical component of an engineer's career. 
But at the end of the day, you also have to think about yourself, where you want to go, the type of projects you want to work on, the location you want to work in, long-term career planning. And if you're not doing that, then you're really hurting yourself because you're just living the life or doing whatever your employer wants you to do, which is okay if that's what you want to do, but you at least owe it to yourself to think about what you want to do and give yourself the opportunity to set yourself up for the best career you can have. I mean, you're only going to get to do this once, so you know, make it the best possible one. So, Exactly. And there are so many different career opportunities for engineers. I also do interviews on my blog and I interviewed somebody today who's a woman engineer who did chemical engineering for a number of years and now she's going into patent law, a career path we don't really think of for engineers as a general one, but it's a a path for her and she's heading towards that and she has her vision of where she wants to be three to five years from now. And there's so many choices for engineers, so many ways for engineers to make a difference And so it's worth the time to figure out where's the best place that you can make a difference in the world in your career and life. Awesome. So you want to get to goal setting? That's the next one, right? Yeah. So those two pillars are related. So you have your vision and that's where you're going. And then your goals are how you're going to get there. And I know you talk a lot about goal setting. So I'll just kind of go over a little bit of what, what I have to say on goal setting and you can chime in with your expertise as well. But statistics say that only 8% of the general population can identify clear goals and only 3% ever write them down. So having goals sets you apart from the world. It's just amazing. And being an engineer with goals and a vision is really going to skyrocket your satisfaction out of your career and your life. Sandra, just to add to that, I also found some research recently when I was working on on my book, which says that Research has shown that individuals with written goals were 39.5% more likely to succeed. And individuals who wrote their goals and sent progress reports to friends were 76.7% more likely to achieve them. That's a research study by Dr. Gail Matthews. And the reason I, I say that is because you're right, a small amount of people write down their goals. But if you do write down your goals, it's going to dramatically increase your probability of pursuing and achieving them. But what's even more on top of that, and that's why I've been doing these goal setting workshops. And that's why I created the Institute for Engineering Career Development was to give people that support community because when you write your goals down and then you're checking in with someone on a regular basis, whether it's a coach or another community member or you have a mastermind group, then doubles your percentage to actually achieve those goals from just writing them down. So I just want to emphasize that, that it's not just enough to set goals. It's not just enough to write them down. Although if you do, that's great. But you want to take it to the next step and either work with someone or get into a group or have a a mentor or someone that could help to make sure that you're accountable for following through on your goal setting. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to add to it. So what I do with goal setting is I have you go back to your balance, your wheel of life, and look at the areas that you're out of balance. Those are the areas that you're going to want to set goals in. And then I have you look at your vision statement And I have you look at the areas of your vision statement that you really need to make some traction in to get you where you want to go. And by looking at both that wheel and the vision statement, you could probably come up with like tons and tons of goals. And so I recommend, you know, writing all of your ideas down, but really honing in on just a few that you can focus in on in the next three to six months. And so that way you can really be focused because 
Our world is full of multitasking and full of all these things pulling at us. But if you can at least hone in on three to five goals that you can really work on and achieve in the next three to six months. And when I look at goals, a lot of times I look at them in two different categories. I look at a a long-term goal where you're going to need to put habits in place in order to get there. And then I also look at a more short-term one-and-done goal. So for an example of those two types of goals, if you want to lose a specific amount of weight, it might take you a long time to do that. But the real idea is that you want to be healthy in general, right? So you write a specific goal for that. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But that's going to be habit-based. You're going to have to do something every day or at least every week in order to meet that goal. And so that's what I call as a habit-based goal. Then there's other goals like you want to buy a new house. Well, that's a one and done thing. And you may have steps to achieve that goal. Like you need to find a realtor, you need to secure fun, you know, financing, all those different things. But once you have that house, you're done. That's not a long-term thing where you're always going to want to maintain your health with the other one. You're going to continue these habits. So when you look at your goals, think about how you want to write them. Is it more of a habit-based type of goal or is it one and done goal? And that'll help you figure out how to structure those goals. Yeah, that's a great point, Sandra, and that's a great way to think about it because a huge part of achieving goals can often be the idea of uh, setting new habits, and that's something that I'm planning to do a podcast on in itself, just creating new habits because it's such an important process to be able to do because if you can set new habits and create new habits, then you can really make any changes in your life and in your career, which is like gold to be able to do that. But I like what Sandra's saying here and thinking about your goals in that way, because it is true that not every goal necessarily requires new habits, but the ones that do, you need to know that because it's going to take some work to be able to establish those habits and to do them consistently. And I'll definitely record a show in the next few months on creating new habits because that is something that for those of you out there that are going to go through this process and set your goals, you're no doubt going to need to bring some new habits into your life and maybe replace some not so good habits. So I'll spend a whole episode talking on that for sure. Yeah, there's also a great book out there called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And so that's a really good one to read. It talks about all kinds of things like triggers related to habits and how your brain works regarding different habits and breaking habits and establishing habits. So it's a really interesting read if you really want to know a lot more about habits and how they work within the human mind. That's great. I'll definitely link to that in the show notes, which again, will be at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Sandra, S-A-N-D-R-A. Another great resource for habits is the zenhabits.net blog, Leo Babauta. He's great. I read his book, The Power of Less, which is an awesome book. But in his blog, if you just search through the categories, you'll find several really powerful posts on how to create new habits. That's one of his specialties I've done a lot of research through his stuff and it's been very helpful. Awesome. Another thing with goals, and I know that as engineers, and I'm sure you've talked about this, is making them SMART, that acronym. Uh, But the biggest reason that people don't achieve their goals is they're not really specific enough. So if you're going to eliminate all the other parts of the SMART, keep the S. But um, just to reiterate, a SMART goal is specific measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. But the most important is to make it specific. So if it's a non-specific goal, we can just call it a vague desire, you know, something that we want. You know, I want to lose some weight. I want to live in a nice house. Well, that doesn't mean anything. And that's really not going to get you anywhere. 
like I said with that vision statement, you want to think about it. You want to mull over it so you can actually see, taste, feel what it looks like to achieve this goal. You know, if you want to live in a nice house, where do you want to live? What type of house? How many square feet? What's the location? What kind of view? How much does it cost? So that's what I'm talking about specific. You really want your goals to be specific because you're not going to know if you've achieved them unless they're specific. Excellent. Yeah. And I am big on this too, SMART goals. I have it in my book, Engineer Your Own Success. And in the updated version of the book, not only do I talk about SMART goals, but I actually created a worksheet in the back of the book that you can use to attack your goals in this way using the SMART process. It's big because it breaks them down. And whenever you break something down, it's just easier to approach. It's easier to try to accomplish it because it's not like staring at a big mountain. Instead, it's like walking up the steps. And I think that that's why I love the idea of SMART goals so much because it's just hard to get started when something's too big to start on it. So definitely, definitely read as much as you can about the SMART process. There's plenty of resources online if you were to Google it, that's very, very helpful to kind of give yourself a chance. I say give yourself a chance because when you create a goal, most likely it'll be somewhat lofty. And unless you lay out a path for yourself to get there, it's just going to be difficult on a regular basis. So make it easier by giving yourself some steps by looking at it from a smart angle. And that'll be very helpful. Great. Yeah. So I recommend you know looking at your life creating your SMART goal. And then once you have your goal, there's two more elements that I have you do with the goal setting that I think are really helpful. First, I want you to write down why you want to achieve the goal. Because if you don't have a reason to achieve the goal, you're not going to achieve it. So once you have your SMART goal written right underneath it, I have people write, why is this goal important to you? And then after you've done that, then I want you to write one more thing. And I want you to write, what happens if you don't achieve the goal? What's at stake? Is there a big enough why and a big enough what's at stake to really get you to achieve that goal? Because you don't want to have goals just to be feeling like you're doing the goal setting process. You want to have a real importance for those goals, why you're doing it and what's at stake if you don't do it. And then finally, as Anthony says, share the goals with other people for accountability. So that's my goal setting process. That's great. And those two questions why you want to achieve the goal and what happens if you don't achieve the goal are excellent questions. And I agree, you should definitely ask them as you're going through the goal setting process. And even more importantly, if you find that there's a goal that you've been working on for a while and you just either are stuck on it or you haven't done anything on it in a while, I would revisit those two questions because odds are you either are not clear on why you want to accomplish it or there isn't enough at stake if you don't achieve the goal, which is why you have no motivation around it. So... Um, Definitely good questions for not just the goal setting process, but also the process of pursuing your goals. So with that, let me just quickly summarize kind of these three pillars. I really like the way that Sandra lays this out because it really is holistic and it really makes it clear that this whole idea of creating an extraordinary career in life is not just about work and then draw a line and then personal. It's kind of intertwined. You need to look at everything on the wheel and you need to attack it kind of together. So the three pillars that Sandra laid out was balance was the first one where she talked about Zig Ziglar's wheel, which again, I'll post a photo and image to that wheel so you can check it out on the show notes. The second pillar is vision and the whole idea of creating that vision for your career and life thinking three to five years out. She used the story about steering the ship. And then lastly, goal setting, thinking about the steps, the blueprint for getting to that vision, getting to that ideal vision that you've laid out and getting into SMART goals, 
by breaking down your goals, which is going to be helpful. And then asking those questions about why, what happens if I don't, and sharing the goals with other people to keep you accountable. So I think Sandra's laid out a real nice kind of roadmap here for us on creating that career in life that you really love. And I hope that everyone enjoyed it. Sandra, thanks again for coming on and laying these pillars out for us. I really do appreciate it. And if you don't mind, maybe you could stick around for a few more minutes and we'll you can help me with the take action today part of the show and we'll give our listeners one real strong piece of advice. Absolutely, Anthony. It's an absolute pleasure to be on your show. All right, now it's time for the take action today segment of the show. And I still have Sandra Abdalion with me here from Your Career Engineer. She talked to us about the three pillars that you could use to create that extraordinary career in life. And now I want to kind of pull one thing out of what she talked about, that if you were to stop listening to this podcast right now and go do this one thing, it would have an impact on you. So Sandra, why don't you give us one thing that you would highly recommend someone try to do that could give them some kind of immediate impact? I highly recommend that your listeners go to the show notes and grab that Zig Ziglar Wheel of Life and just look at it and evaluate where you are right now from one to 10 and all those categories. It'll take you two to three minutes. I did it at a workshop recently and it just really opens up your eyes to see where you're at right now. You know, how bad is your career and life from a balance standpoint? And are you living one that you love or do you need to work towards something? So that's what I would recommend. Okay, great. And what I'll do too, just to kind of see if we can really put this to the test is if you download the Wheel of Life, whether it's from the show notes or just go on Google and get get one and fill it out and then email it to me or email me the different categories and your different numbers and you're interested in coming on the show, what I'll do is I'll have you on the show and we'll go through your Wheel of Life and I can try to help you come up with some goals or ideas that you can do to improve it and make it better and make it more balanced to where you want to be. So all you have to do is email to me at afasano at engineeringcareercoach.com. We'll try to get you on the show and help you with your wheel of life. So with that, I want to say thanks again to Sandra for coming on. It was great to have her. You can find the show notes at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Sandra. And until next time, I hope that you continue to engineer your own success. If you want to hear more episodes of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or go to engineeringcareercoach.com where you will find tons of free engineering career resources. Just click the Start Here button on the site for an easy-to-navigate index of all the resources available. You can also follow Anthony Fasano on Twitter at Anthony J. Fasano or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash engineer your own success. Until the next time, thanks for listening.